Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Today, we are speaking with Violet Rainwater. Violet is the founder of the Rainmaker's Way. She specializes in transforming financial service professionals into rainmakers, helping them grow their book of business in the new business landscape. Violet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Before we get into today's topic, tell us a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Well, I knew back when I was in college that I wanted to be in sales. I fell in love. I know not many people say, when I grow up, I want to be in sales. But I did because I loved this idea of the sky is the limit. And having come as an immigrant and going through, you know, the immigration story, living through poverty, seeing my parents struggle, I was very money hungry. And so I began my career selling copiers, and pretty soon I got into uh, the financial service industry. And I was a financial advisor, and I had tremendous success. I had some amazing years, but I had some really challenging years. I mean, I survived two market corrections, and then, you know, my own personal life corrections that we all go through. And so I realized that the way that I had learned to sell by the boys, you know, it's very much a male dominated industry, that it was very unhealthy for me for physically, mentally, my livelihood, you know, yes, on the outside, I was successful, but on the inside, I was a hot mess. And I did that until I couldn't do it anymore. It was almost eight years ago where I just completely crashed and burned and I had to take a year sabbatical because I just, I couldn't even get out of bed. That's how much I had been running on empty and with burnout and just continuing to push myself. And it was during that time that I decided to research and understand where I got it wrong and that there had to be a higher path to success. And so for the last eight years, I've been researching and creating and teaching and mentoring my using my framework to teach the financial service industry a new way of moving the needle. One that's more from the inside out versus killing yourself and, you know, looking pretty on the outside. Yeah, very powerful story that many of us share. Uh, burnout is real folks, even in any, and I'll tell you in any industry, that is a possibility. You have to be careful on how hard you go and everybody is demanding, Hey, give us your best. Give us your 110%. They don't even say a hundred no more, right? <laughs> 110% or more at any given industry. And so that, that is uh, something that we all should be careful not to go down. And we're going to be talking about the things that hold your career back, you noticed that something in your career was burning you out, right? Was taking, basically taking you out slowly. And you said, you know what? No more. I'm going to do this different thing that I know is more in line with my passion and still yeah. does sales and, and we could still do that. So how do I identify if I'm holding myself back in my career? Yeah. And that's a great question because some people might not like my answer, <laughs> but I believe that we are the only ones that hold ourselves back. 
If we are in a chapter of our lives and we're not satisfied, then we are the ones that has created the opportunities that are in front of us at that moment. And we have the power at any moment to change the trajectory. And so I would say the way that you can tell is if you're unhappy, if you're unsatisfied, if you're restless, if you feel called to do something greater, that's what happened to me eight years ago. I just, even though I was making all this money and I was a top performer and I had all the nice material possessions, something inside of me was crying for more. I, my body was aching for something different. And I think that's our higher self communicating to us when we need to make a shift, when the things that we're doing are no longer in alignment with the life that we came to live, with the person we came to be. And so I would say that it's really how you feel. How do you feel? Are you truly fulfilled? Are you joyful? Are you peaceful on a daily basis? And if you answer no, not really, then I would say it's you holding you back. And that decision to do something about it is tough. <laughs> I, yeah. I came up on a situation where I was demanded a certain effort and I just knew I couldn't do it. Yeah. I said, it's not that I would not be able to do that. It's just that in my capacity today, I can't. So I have to learn some things. Yeah. Uh, and in learning some things, we, we give ourselves an opportunity to outgrow that phase in our life in order to go and get some more in our careers. We are taught by many people, right? You got, you was taught and you said, Hey, the boys, right? The yeah. boys, I learned something from the boys. I learned some things from the elders. There's always somebody there to teach us, but sometimes those teachings could be the reason why we're held back. So what is it about conventional wisdom as we dub it that is holding us back? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I think, you know, for myself, I'm a Gen Xer. And when I got into the workplace, all I ever heard was you're only as good as your last month. You're just a number. You can be replaced. Sales is just a numbers game. You know, like there's so many messages that came into my young mind that I believed, like I really believed that sales was just a number. I really believed that I was all my livelihood, my worth was based on my numbers. You know, so a lot of times these messages, they're very destructive to the human spirit, you know, and you brought up the point of how, um, I, I wanted to actually give, give you a story, an example of how we hold ourselves back. It's really us. Like a lot of times we have everything we need to succeed, but it's the way that we view ourselves. So our, our, our ideas about ourselves that holds us back. It's really about the blueprint of our self image, right? So I remember when I was an advisor at Wells Fargo and I came from a small bank where I was a big fish in a small, tiny pond and now here I come and I'm, you know, one woman, I think there's two of us out of 80 in just one territory. So like 98%, 99% men. And I remember being so intimidated by them. I thought they were smarter than me, more savvy than me. Like I could never compete with them. 
Well, a couple years later, I became a wholesaler and now these same financial advisors became my clients. And I realized how wrong I was. I mean, sure, there were some rainmakers and dynamic personalities, but the majority of them really didn't have much on me. I mean, I had much more passion and enthusiasm and work ethic. You know, I could really run circles around them. And so when I came back, I... I decided that I wanted to get back in production with that new knowledge. And I literally doubled my numbers with just that new level of awareness. I didn't do anything different. I just changed my self-image. And when you change your perception of yourself, that's when you're really able to scale and change the trajectory of your life. And that's powerful. The mind is is something where, that, hey, that's where the wars are. For yes. and one, right? Yeah, you either will lose it or you will win it. And there's a lot that goes into playing. And we, we mentioned earlier, you know, what is it about us that that is is holding us back? That mind is the place where those battles are won. We were talking about the teachings, and mm -hmm. sometimes the teachings are those things yeah. uh, that, that hold us back. So uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, those things and expound on the, the, Hey, you're, you're just a number, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't hear that as much today, but I think it's still pretty common in a sales environment where you're constantly getting rated based on where you are. And so an example that I remember is we used to have our numbers posted daily. So every day at lunch at one o'clock, the company I worked for, they would post first, second, third, fourth, fifth, like from top all the way down to 129. Like we had 129. So every day we got this message of our worth. Now, if you know sales, it's cyclical. You're going to have your good months. You're going to have times where, you know, you need to go out and plant seeds. But the message that I received on a daily basis, maybe they didn't mean to send that message, was that I was only as good as my last month or my last sale. And these are very harmful for you and your career because you start associating your whole, your self-worth with your production. And so that's where anxiety performance comes in. You know, when your whole livelihood is on the line and that's so easy in a sales environment. And that's why I speak to sales teams. This is exactly what I speak on because it's so easy to get caught up in that race of, you know, hero to zero every month, every month we start over or every year we start over. And so it's just this constant running and trying to prove your worth. And the organizations of today have these norms set up that just continue this like perpetual race that we can never win because there's no end in sight. And so those are the teachings that it's all about our exterior and success is measured by the money that we make and the house that we live in and the car that we drive and the clothes that we wear. And that's simply just not true. And when we believe that, it really does end with burnout. If you continue, that's what happened to me. I ran on burnout for decades, couple decades until I just couldn't do it anymore. And I do believe that a lot of that was just what I learned growing up and then in the corporate landscape. You know, and all those conversations and all those, you know, monikers and, and slogans that people throw out in their particular community, 
they do have a way of chipping away at your confidence. It does have a way of even infiltrating your home because I mean, that person's coming home now with all of this and having to piece together how they equate to their spouse. Are they winning in the numbers today? You know, and it's easy to translate all of that that happens in the workforce into your home and it starts to play with your mind. Yeah. So, so how, if I'm a person and I've been hearing all these things throughout my career, maybe Mm. they, uh, you know, folks are living on burnout. You know, it's such a thing. You could, you could really be on fumes for decades, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how would I pivot my mindset to allow not only, you know, freedom in my career, but my freedom? Yeah. And that's a great question because I could not get there for the longest time because I didn't have an awareness to the fact that I was running on burnout and that I struggled with these demons in my head and that these stories held me back. And so I would say that awareness is the first step. In fact, a book that I read early on in my career, um, early on when I was searching, and it's called The Ultimate Secrets of Total Self-Confidence by Dr. Robert Anthony, not Tony Robbins, but Dr. Robert Anthony. And in there, he said something that was so profound and I never forgot it. And he said, we can never outperform our current level of awareness. And so anytime we want to change anything, we have to start with deepening our level of awareness. And so that's where we must start. So I like to help my students identify their triggers in the workplace. What are the things that set you into that spiral? I call it the survival mode loop because that's what I was in. If we're in survival mode, we're headed towards burnout. If we're not in survival mode, if we're, you know, in our rest and digest, then we're not. Like it's really that black and white. And so being able to identify the things in your workday or the people in your workday that set your nervous system make it go into, you know, it's basically becomes dysregulated. Now, people might not know what that means, but you do know what it feels like. So when your nervous system is dysregulated, you'll often find your heart is racing. Your monkey mind, you can't stop it. You're just chewing over and over and over. You might even feel physically sick. And that's how I felt. And it's just this downward spiral from there. And so identify what are the things in your day that send you to that place, that dysregulate your nervous system. Because what's interesting is there's so much knowledge in that. So once you're able to identify it, you'll realize that it has very little to do with what's actually happening, although we think it is. And you'll recognize that there's been that same pattern throughout your life, that you've had those same triggers throughout your life, because our triggers are based on what happened a long time ago, not what's happening today, but what happened a long time ago when our brain was being programmed. And that's why identification of your triggers, as well as what the root cause of them is, is a great place to spend a lot of time if you really are trying to scale, grow your business and understand what it is that actually holds you back. Yeah, and that's powerful. I, you just took me back to 
2017-18 area um, where I had an episode, something happened. It was with a, a, a lady boss, right? And, and that's how she ran. Um, and I got those symptoms. I started getting sick. Now, I'm a very dominant uh, leader, right? But in this scenario, it basically was my prior experiences with abusive women, you know, women that would use their power, uh, you know, for their own good and not for the good of the people. So it, it just, boom, hit me and took me back. And I just could not perform at that level. And I said, you know, I had to cut it off, but it is, you have to look back and see what are those things uh, that are, you know, trying to play with our mind and then ultimately with our mindset in order to hold us back. Now yeah. you mentioned something uh, uh, that I loved. You, you, you help your students, you help your clients get to this point and leaders are in the same and similar situation uh, to help those that they that are working with them and for them to get to a, a place where they can actually achieve more than what it was coming into that business business or organization. So right. what can leaders do to encourage their people to explore possibilities in their career and outgrow those things that are holding them back? Well, I think it starts the same with awareness. Leaders have to realize when their team members are in survival mode, when they're in that survival mode loop, because how often do we hear of a leader that's lashing out at somebody that is having you know, a bad moment and maybe they made a choice that the leader's like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? That's the hard part. When we're in survival mode, our amygdala gets hijacked. That's a part of our brain. And it takes, I just learned this, a tenth of a second for our amygdala to get hijacked. And once that happens, then it's that five-year-old brain that, you know, so we're literally coming to work. I believe today's workplace is made up of a lot of five-year-olds that have really poor coping mechanisms, you know, and you see that and it's because it's so toxic in today's workplace, not just, it's not just because of the workplace, it's because of everything we've been through with COVID, with the division, with, you know, the new technology, uh, the uncertainty of the market. There's so many things coming at us and especially social media. We don't even realize how much that constant connection is affecting our brain. And so I think what's so important is for leaders to really gain the knowledge to understand how the brain works so they can identify when the brain is being compromised. Anytime we're in survival mode and our amygdala has been hijacked, we don't have access to our clarity, our confidence, our creativity. We don't have, like, all we can do is lash out or withdraw. It's the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And so I would say being informed and then having tools to help your team, because when they're in that survival mode response, and that's exactly what's holding them back, it's the story in their head, the greatest gift you can give them is teach them how to calm their nervous system and activate the second part of their nervous system. So when we're in survival mode, it's our fight or flight. Think of it as our foot on the gas. 
But the minute that we have tools that allow us to take our foot off the gas, well, now we're activating this rest and digest aspect of ourselves that has so much power. It allows us to come back to our peace. And when you can teach your team members how to feel peaceful when they are feeling anxious, there's no greater gift that you can give anybody. So awareness and a toolbox of tools to help them go from a dysregulated state to a regulated state where they can now actually problem solve and come up with a solution. Just like Einstein said, you can't solve a problem on the same thought level that created it. So if you're trying, if you're not understanding as a leader, why are my people doing this? And they continue to do it this way. And they're making these choices. It's because they're on the same thought level. They're in survival mode. And so there's not enough doing in the world that's going to get them out. They can't think logically in that space. So it's about helping them activate their parasympathetic wing of their nervous system, which is another word for rest and digest. And that would be absolutely powerful for any organization to have leaders like that. They can yeah. actually look, see, assess, and then apply something that will help uh, their people start thinking from a different perspective. Uh, and talking about thinking about different perspectives, uh, we all have our individual input in this, right? It, you, we started the conversation that it does start with you. So what do you suggest to those having this struggle of breaking free and getting into the right mindset? I really recommend learning about how your brain works and what works to set your brain every day for peak performance. And I hate using that term because it's so cliche, but the reality is, is we have the ability to drive performance using our brain. We just are not aware of that, the brain as a tool, uh, you know, we, we, most of us aren't equipped and educated on how the brain works. Like I never learned about neuroscience or neuroplasticity during my entire career in the financial service industry. And it's still something that is not mainstream. You know, I know there's more teachers and educators coming out and talking about it. And so I would say that, again, it starts with knowledge, um, educate yourself with how the brain works. But what has been transformational for me, if you get anything out of today, this is the one piece I really want to hone in. How you begin your day is how it continues. And so for me, I don't start any business morning without a morning ritual. And that ritual is to set my brain up for success. And so my ritual includes hydration, meditation, movement, fuel, all the things to fill myself up. So I'm not starting the day on empty like I used to. You know, if you're starting on social media and you're already, you see the email from your boss and there's a client issue and you're starting that your morning that way at six in the morning, you're already starting in survival mode. That's not going to help you. What's going to help you is starting and setting your body and your mind to a peaceful, powerful state. And so what that's going to do is it's going to allow you when those triggers happen during the day, because it's not, it's not like you're invincible. You're going to be able to step back from the trigger. 
You're not going to be able, you're not going to respond from a place of negativity. You're going to have this foundation of peace that you built first thing in the morning. And so I would say that is absolutely transformational meditation alone, a morning meditation practice, even just 10 minutes of a guided meditation. And there's free apps. Insight timer is a free app. That's where I started. It will completely change your brain. It will rewire your brain to operate at peak level. So even though short term, you'll feel better, you'll manage stress better, you'll manage anxiety better, you'll be able to keep it at bay. But long term, you're going to have exponential growth because you are actually changing the structure of your brain and getting it developed to the point that it was originally supposed to be at. You no longer have to work with this handicap of a brain that's not working for you. And, you know, knowing what allows your brain to work and how it works and how you work with it is very important. So that's a wonderful advice there. Now, Violet, um, what do you have coming up? Because I know you're you're doing different things. You stepped yeah. away from the hustle and bustle to create your own thing. And now you're doing that. What yeah. do you have coming up and how can the folks listening get a hold of you? Yeah, so I have made this my passion. I speak to teams on burnout and educate them on the brain and the nervous system because this was the curriculum that was missing for me. And I do specialize in the financial service industry, although I will speak to anyone because this is something that is a problem everywhere. I mean, anytime I share my story or I go to a meeting and I share what I speak on every single time I hear, oh, we have that. Oh, we need that. Oh, we definitely have that problem. So burnout is everywhere that, you know, that's the first thing it's everywhere. And so things I have coming up, I am speaking actually at the Genesis annual conference. They're a credit union out of Michigan. So I'm speaking there in October. I have a few events in the financial service industry, Pacific Life and Schwab. So I've got a lot of, um, opportunities to share this information. And for anybody that is looking to bring in a message that is truly transformational and will provide the tools that your team can implement <laughs> in their workday, that will really help them take control no matter what is happening, no matter what storm is outside of them, they will be able to calm the storm within. And that is a power that every single one of us needs in this new workplace. And what are the different ways they can connect with you and, and get a hold of you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm quite a bit on LinkedIn. I took a little time off this summer, but I'm coming back. Also, my website uh, for financial service professionals, it's uh, therainmakersway.com, www.therainmakersway.com. And for organizations that are just looking for a speaker or a workshop, I build everything from scratch. They can visit violetrainwater.com. Um, that's the best way to reach me. There's a contact page there. Let's jump on a call and let's really assess what's happening. Because although the stories are different, the root cause is always the same. Burnout is a huge problem in the new workplace. I absolutely agree. And folks, I will be putting that information as part of the show notes and video for you to get a hold of Violet and any services that she is providing. Thank you so much. Uh, for being with me and discussing this topic. Now, today's episode is sponsored by Fantail Services and Superpass, 
which are powering our website and an app, Southern Sweet and Sassy Coffee, and Harchester, London. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment. We're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or you have a topic that you would like covered or featured on the podcast or you want to sponsor our show, we love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you.